Welcome back to episode number six. It's Monochrome Sweatsuit, and I'm back again with Brother Brown. This piss, this piss. And I'm back with Hobbs. Unstoppable. We uh, we got our mixer in the studio now, so we can. We got some badass effects, dude. We got badass effects. Ain't nobody messing with the Patreon boy. Piss, piss, Patreon boys. Doors, we have new doors. Welcome back to Fist Joke, everybody. Episode six. We uh, we have studio upgrade. We have better audio than we've ever had before. Everyone has headphones that can hear themselves. And anytime we want, we can turn Turn shit upside down. (laughs) So just pretty much get ready because things this season on Piss Jug, which now has seasons, are going to get out of control. (laughs) The jug's about to get a lot stickier. The jug is about to get a whole lot stickier. I'm getting fucking excited. excited. (laughs) I'm excited that you're excited. You know? How are you guys doing tonight? Fuck yeah, man. I'm, I'm doing good. Especially now, I'm here with you guys hanging out. Hanging in. I hated work today. Yeah? Tell me about work today. Let's, let's dive in on that. What's up? <laughs> Y'all, tell me about work. What's going on? Well, in the mornings, if you're the first one there, you kind of open everything up and you pick your station. But, I mean, to not share and never let anyone else do anything because you're the first one there. We talking kitchen station or gas station or space station? Oh, sorry. Kitchen station. Kitchen station. So who's... So it's like I'm I'm really good at one station and everyone knows that, but because this guy takes advantage of the system and shows up at 8.30, I'm not going to compete with trying to beat him there. So it's like, fuck it. I guess I, I just have to get good over there now. Which is fine, and just like I don't, it's what not what I wanted to do. No, but you, I will say you approached it with a healthy attitude of how can I get better in this other area. Yeah, that's an adult move. Word, respect. I feel that. You know, sometimes when I get to work and I want to park my car in this one spot where it's kind of shaded, and also, you know, at the curb, to where there's no other cars that can park really close to me. But this one motherfucker. Takes my parking spot every day, but I can only get there earlier if I if I did what you were doing, or I mean if if, if you know like what you said, that'd be the only way I could fix that. If I get there earlier, I'm not gonna get there earlier. Fuck work. I don't get. I I don't want to go to work. No. I gotta go to work earlier. No. Now just so I can no. park in the spot. Wake well, whatever, up I'll just earlier. Park somewhere else. Are you joking? Wake up I'm earlier. Kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, no, no. no I'm saying I, like I'm never gonna wake up earlier. If I don't have to, Fucking I'm getting to work right. right on time. That's what I'm. Yeah, you're paying I'm me not to gonna be there fucking get there early, and I'm leaving on time too. And don't ask me to do any other bullshit. No, because I have to leave. Yes, yeah. I have other shit I like to do. Yeah, man, I uh, I have not had to punch the clock in the traditional sense in a while, but when I did, yeah, I really hated people asking me to come in early. <sighs> or stay late for any reason. And if I had to get in there early to try and compete for a spot at the job, I'd be taking the same approach of like, ah, oh, well, I'm going to look at this as a good audition for me in this other area right yeah, now. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I'm not going to fight you on this. I'm yeah. not going to try to be at the, clawing at the door to get there early to work. 
the fuck out of here. That's crazy. It's fucking <laughs> Yeah, no, that's crazy. Uh, those things do annoy you, though, like when you get to work and someone either takes something from, like, the break room that you needed or they took the last thing or they occupied the last space in the fridge, like all those kinds of things. I worked retail for over 10 years, and I had no shortage of uh, of complete idiots that did the same thing you're talking about, where they get there early to capitalize on opportunity. No extra money. Yep. Just workplace opportunity. Yeah, just so their day is, is I guess, easy in their mind. But, they, you know, there's no really community then. There, you don't really get let anyone do anything else and... There's like an ecosystem that happens because everyone can float around and do everything. Then you get these concentrated employees that only know how to do one certain thing. And then what if what if that guy doesn't show up? There's not another me that could just step in and like, oh, I know how to do all these stations, so it doesn't matter. Everyone's like, oh, no, I only do that now. Just kind of I stupid. have an idea. I got an idea. I feel like I got to get a little evil in order, order to, to tell you this idea. idea. Slow it down. I think we got to slow it down. Uh, what... What I think could happen, I think there could be a letter campaign written. Uh, what station does this guy work on? Oh, writing a letter always gets things done. Let's complain. Well, he's making pizzas, right? Mm-hmm. We should write letters that are phrased differently from what sounds like varying points of intellect of people just so upset with the results of the pizza that they've recently gotten from. Who is it? What's his name? I'm not saying it. I know. That's what I'm saying. You, we put that in the letter. Oh, okay. Go ahead and say his name, dude. Yeah. Let's, you got his address? You work with him. <laughs> well, no. Yeah, so. Read out his W-2. <laughs> yeah. You, we, you got the social? Um, I think I think we could write some letters and we could make some changes occur, but we got to have uh, pictures of some, of some pizzas going to rise, so you're going to be asked to destroy some pizzas and falsify some evidence so I can make this campaign work. And at lunchtime, not everyone wants a hunkin' small pizza to themselves. So they're all getting other shit. And I'm over there by my fucking self doing all of it. So if he's doing nothing, he's sitting down. That's the other part that bothers me. I'm like, so even if, like, you see me, like, getting wrecked over here, you're, you're, it doesn't matter to you. You're cool. You're cool just staying your ass over there. Sitting down. Yeah, that sucks. That totally sucks. Well, I wish that the workplace scenario is better for you, and I'm also wishing you Godspeed because I know Dragon Con's coming. Dragon Con is this week. Oh, my God. So, uh, for those that are not in Atlanta, uh, do you guys want to fill uh, the juggernauts in, our pissers? Uh, what is Dragon Con for those that are uninitiated? Simply put, it's summertime Halloween. That's really well put. Yeah, it's adults that get a hotel and there's a parade where they all are in costume of their favorite character, be it from comic book, be it from an anime, be it from a movie. It's it's expanded into just any costume that you would like to be for a weekend. You can even have multiples. You could have days where you're different people every time. And there's furries that come. There are people that have these very, very elaborate, cumbersome costumes. Sexcapades? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Cumbersome. Cumbersome. Yeah, man. One or two day, I do three a day, four a day, night. Say it night, yeah. Damn night. <laughs> two days world. <laughs> We're going to have way too much fun with this mixer, man. Oh. Shout out to uh, Fran again for hooking that up. Fran. 
<laughs> Shout out. Well, um, we got a full docket tonight. Uh, I'm going to start calling her Fran again. I wouldn't blame you. Um, oh, Flanagan. We got a full docket tonight. We're going to go over Jaws. Celebrities who like to do stuff while high or drunk. A masterpiece called RRR. We'll be talking about a little bit of football, Mercedes-Benz. Going to update everyone on the man in the hole. And lastly, Dave Mustaine's sex magic, which I've saved for a live reaction on the air. So, If we have time, we'll do uh, Trap Zydeco. Yeah, we, st- we do got to do Trap Zydeco. You know, eventually we're going to have to start doing bonus episodes of just the shit that we didn't catch. And on the bonus episodes, it'll be catch-alls for all yeah. the stuff we didn't hit. Yeah. yeah, all the stuff that slipped through the cracks. Well, let's go ahead and start with uh, Jaws. Uh, Hobbs, what do you what do you know about a shark movie, man? Yeah, so I, I recently was just like, I, you know, I think I talked about this on the podcast before. I like to fall asleep to movies and, mm-hmm. like, specifically movies that I've already seen because I can just kind of, like, sit there and, like, fall asleep and have my eyes closed but I I can hear what's going on and I can just kind of visualize what's going on on screen so I was thinking recently like yeah man Jaws is such a good movie and I don't own that so I'm going to buy it and I got on my little Apple TV thing and and, uh, bought it and it was like fucking stupid expensive like $15 I was like what the fuck am I doing this for but whatever (laughs) you're making sure Spielberg gets his daddy money yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so I bought it and and I threw it on and I ended up kind of watching like a lot of it before I ended up getting pretty tired and falling asleep but I was just you know kind of thinking god that's such a great movie and and what is it it's Robert Shaw who is just an absolute maniac (laughs) in this movie He's, he's the inspiration for multiple segments on today's yeah. episode. Um, Have either of you been to Universal Studios and ridden the Jaws ride? No, but oh, I yeah. always wanted to, dude. Oh, yeah. Scared the shit seeing out of me. the fucking people, like, yeah. seeing the pictures and videos, like, they, you know, they would show. Dude, and, it scared me bad. It was, like, one of the rides that actually scared me there. It's crazy. I have a, They tricked me. I have a memory that's crazy, because I, I would have to, like, dig to find a relation point. There was a point in time before the remodel where the Jaws ride at Universal Studios, at a point of it, you would kind of go around a corner and you would see the house from Psycho. That they, huh. that they used. They had like a... Uh, they had, filmed that at the, know, the... The motel? The, the prop house. Wow, interesting. Oh, so, Amityville. It was, That's what they used for that, I guess, right? No, no, no. This was just the house on the hill. Oh, it's like okay. It's the prop house they used for when you see Norman Bates standing outside of the house. Interesting. Uh, I didn't notice it. Okay. It, was, it was really wild to be on the Jaws ride, and then you turn the corner and you see the house from Psycho. It's like remind you that you're at Universal, where you're like, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then, the, then, the, then the, the, it comes out of the water. You get your shoes real wet. They smell awful. <laughs> So whatever shoes you ride on Jaws, it's Jaws gets them. It's the last time those shoes are going to be good. Oh, yeah. Slides on when you're out there. Same with Earthquake. Well, okay, so I looked up. Uh, yeah, Jaws is filmed uh, Martha's Vineyard, okay? Martha's Vineyard, which um, it's a fictional island in the movie, like where, where it's at. So in the movie, it's not a real place. They filmed it on Martha's Vineyard, which, you know, Massachusetts, it's a beach. It's great. But... Um, a lot of Jaws ended up being filmed in Florida. Really? Filming took place at Navarre Beach, and some shooting occurred west of Pensacola near Fort Pickens. Hmm. Gross. 
Uh, evidently, no, no, no. I think that may have been for the sequel. That may have been for the sequel. But anyways, yeah, it was filmed in uh, Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts Beach. Um, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I got beef with Massachusetts beaches. Say that five times fast. I got beef. <clears throat> I got beef with Massachusetts beaches. 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 That was like six times. What about Massachusetts beaches? Massachusetts beaches. That's a tough one. Massachusetts beaches. Massachusetts beaches. Massachusetts beaches. Massachusetts beaches. Massachusetts beaches. Massachusetts beaches. Impressive. Yeah. Hey, you know, I, I, it's, hooked on phonics really worked for him. It's probably because I live there, and I said the I've said that word disproportionately probably more than you guys have oh, yeah. from having lived there. So that mm-hmm. those words they come out like a lick I done practiced. You didn't shorten it and say mass like most of the people that live there. No, <laughs> you but said it all the way through. One thing that I do, I did adopt being a mass hole driving. Yes. Like when I have to make big city moves in the car and be assertive. Being a mass hole. That's, it, that's how you have to drive there. But anyways, nor here nor there, the beaches, man, the beaches in uh, the northeast, the water is like, I can barely describe to you guys how cold the water feels compared to oh, any yeah. beach you've been to in the south. <laughs> yeah. It's awful, and the water's dark. Yeah. Yeah. Dark waters. Dark, cold, choppy waters. So if I'm sitting there and I'm imagining Jaws, I mean, we live in a time now where, like, we have so much information and we've seen so much shark footage, you know, that we now know, like, oh, holy shit, there's actually great whites off the coast of Massachusetts. But how freaked out would you be if in the 1950s or whenever that movie takes place? I think it's set in the 50s, like right? 70s, maybe. Okay, 70s. I, I can't remember. Imagine how terrified you'd be of something the size of, like, basically a short school bus coming to grab you by the leg and take you forever. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, like, thinking about that the other night as I was watching it. I was just like, this is... that They have that one shot where they show it from, like, up on, I guess, whatever the hell you call the thing. <laughs> what, what do they call the thing that sticks up on the boat? Anyway, the thing the is mast? Like a high angle, basically. Yeah, the mast. So I think they have a camera, like, all the way up on the mast on this boat, and they have the shark like going by and then you can see how big the shark is and that's like one of the famous shots I think in the mm. movie or whatever but as I was seeing that I was just like good god like could you imagine and this thing's like you know so big it could just eat you in one bite it, there's a lot I don't know tell me what you guys think I think people get real confident like because we have phones and computers and cameras and stuff people see so much stuff that they're a little desensitized to the reality mm-hmm. of how things would actually go and when you see a shark, a bear, crocodile, a badass snake, it really gives you a reality check of, like, most people ain't anywhere near as badass as they think they are. Have you seen any of the aforementioned animals? I have seen a couple of, like, real scary ones. Um, I have seen Hobbs was with me on one of these occasions, and it was recently deceased when we saw it. Uh, when Hobbs has driven across the country with me one time before, and we drove through Texas to get to Colorado. And Texas rattlesnakes are no joke. They are girthy. Oh, yeah, like fat, dude. If a Texas rattlesnake bites you, I think you have a real problem. Oh, I yeah. could totally see someone dying from just being in the wrong place yeah, at the wrong time. Buck. Yeah, you got like a <clears throat> couple hours or something before you die probably. Have you been to a real trash beach where they offer the 
beach trampoline rentals? <laughs> no, but please go on. Okay, I love that. So I'm guessing there's a boat that comes out that inflates them if, if, you're, if you pay for it. And they anchor down this big inflatable raft. And in the middle of it, it's a trampoline. So imagine a really deep, tall, inflatable trampoline in the middle of the beach. And like you and four friends can rent it. Well, we're bouncing around, having fun. And there's a ladder on either side. But it's a big circumference. I'd say about 30 feet. This is on the beach. They throw the it in the water. water. In no, the they water. throw it in the middle okay. of the water. I mean, it's, it's, it's near the shore, but it's not right on the shore. You know, so okay. they, they go out kind of deep. I don't know why they go out that deep. This is, I'm going to get to why this is a problem. So we're bouncing around having fun. I get launched off the side. Up over the top? Like well, you're in the water? Yeah, I'm in the water. And there's, like I said, there's two ladders on either side about 30 feet around. A fucking little brown shark just like bumps into my foot while I'm in the water. Ooh. And I'm scrambling trying to get up the water. A guy you that's a guy. Yeah, I felt it. I felt it on my foot, and then and then I saw it. Yeah, I saw the tail. But but yeah, I, I didn't see it first. I felt it first, then I saw it. He fucking grabs me from the by my hand and throws me up, and I bounce and then go right off on the other side. Yeah, exactly. What a shark <laughs> yeah. is attracted to the big splash. <laughs> Great. So then he does it again, and then awesome. just like helps me up the ladder this time, and I'm just like. Freaked out. It was a little bitty thing, but still, I can so only imagine it was close. Your freaking leg off. It was though. close to. Yeah, dude, those teeth are still yeah. razor sharp. Yeah, I think the closest call I've ever had is actually with something small, but it is crazy. Uh, fire ants. Mmm, those suck. As a toddler, I was at a gathering. My parents were at someone's house that had a pool. And I was kind of hanging out by the pool while they were all partying in it. They love wet grass. So I sat in a uh, fire ant pile, and they covered my entire body. Man, and my pe- oh man. people heard me screaming. So I think it was my dad that grabbed me, someone, I think it was my dad or my mom, grabbed me by the hand, and they flung me into the pool like an object. Hell yeah. Like that, like I was on the football, going to the end zone. Yeah. And that's what they had to do to get the ants off of me. And <clears throat> I barely recollect it, but that's probably the closest encounter with something where I was like, could have died, like not far off, a little bit longer, mm-hmm. and that could have gotten really bad from just like inflammation from being bit. But bears, luckily, never have encountered a bear. Uh, I have seen a bobcat. That is scary. I've, en- I've encountered not a full-grown bear, but... It was a cub that was in the trash can at the campground, and my dad was like, you, you know that mom was right behind that. So he was like, let's let's get in the car. Sure enough, it, you just, like, saw her walking the trail up, and I was like, oh, damn, dude. Yeah. yeah. Imagine if you were, like, trying to take a picture of that baby bear thinking, oh it, was, thinking it was cute or sweet yeah. or something. And then... <laughs> I got uh, stung by 22 yellow jackets. Oh, God. I used to ride my granddaddy's riding lawnmower around with the blade not going, you know. He would just throw gas in it and let me ride around on it because it was fun. And I went right over a yellow jacket's nest on the ground. Mm. I thought it was like grass coming up and like hitting me. And I was like, oh, is the blade on? And I just looked and I was just getting lit up. I got either side of my temple. But then we got to do something cool. He soaked a clothes hanger, a rag and kerosene, put it on a clothes hanger, lit it on fire and stuck it in the hole at night when when they were all dormant. And you could see them just shooting out all on fire and stuff. And they were just, like, popping in the air. Yeah, I got my revenge. Got got revenge, man. That's what you got to do sometimes. Yeah. Then some country shit. Sometimes. edit that out because a lot of people are going to be 
so pissed off about the yellow jackets. Yeah, man, that died. Dude, Georgia man, Tech. Do you know where you are, man? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what kind of trouble you've stirred up? Yeah. Do you know how many engineering students are going to be up in arms over this? Rambling wreck from Georgia Tech and a heck of an engineer riding a longboard up Tenth Avenue, gonna <laughs> fall over the ear. I saw them today riding longboards uh, up the sidewalk when I was over that way, and it's. You know, I there is only one kind of person I'm okay with riding a longboard. Old people. Because they can't balance on a shorter board. I'm fine with that. Everything else for me... And by the way, this is an older person that can already balance. I'm not saying go learn. I'm not okay with an older person that's learning on a longboard. I'm saying, like, if they're old school, skated in the 70s, and that's just how they ride now because it's easier on their legs and hips, ride Sector on. nine or nothing, dude. Sector nine or die. <laughs> but... Uh, the ones I saw today were inexcusable. You see it a lot over there. Yes, you do. And I don't know, man. I don't know what it says. Like, when we were growing up, being a skateboarder was, like, counterculture. And now, like, engineers are riding them on their way to make some. And you're flipping through on the Olympics and see it, too. Which is... We will eventually. We will eventually. Which, you know, I'm uh, I'm all for... America having an unfair advantage at something. <laughs> so I'm okay for that happening. But uh, so, yeah, Jaws, man, <clears throat> our other launch pad there was uh, what was our what was our, our main homeboy's name there again? Uh, Robert Shaw. Talk about on, on Jaws. Yeah, you had some trivia there for us, right? Well, no, I was just kind of bringing up how, like, crazy he was. And, and it, like, I remember like seeing people talk about it on like TV, not like a TV show, but like maybe it's like a radio or something. I don't know, whatever. People were talking about how he was like drunk on set and like showed up and like still delivered like a really, really great performance and crushed it and, and killed his role and all that. But this dude was like literally drunk <laughs> the whole time they were <laughs> filming this. And I just thought that was pretty crazy. And, and he's like absolutely a maniac during the whole, the whole movie. And, I don't know some of the some of the songs that he sings and the, the colorful language he uses and stuff is just kind of just funny. It's just it just makes the movie like charming in a way. I think it does because it shows like people trying to get into this like space where they can be this character, and inevitably for a lot of people that ultimately results in like I need to, I need to get a drink or I need to take a hit. <laughs> and I've got a pretty impressive list here of some notable celebrities in which he shares that company. Who also get fucked up on the job and Whoa, get it done. It. Get it done. Get it done. All right. So we made a theme out of this. Jack Nicholson was stoned for the making of Easy Rider. Nice. I never saw Easy Rider. Oh, my God. I love that movie, man. It's, uh... Gotta see it, huh? It, it, it. It's kind of one of those classic Hollywood movies where, like, most of the stuff that, that they film that around is probably gone. Like, San Francisco doesn't look... Yeah, the, you're talking about the landmarks they, they choose to highlight. Yeah, you're right. A lot of it's gone, so it's really cool to watch almost for time period pieces. Specifically, San Francisco and parts of California back then look mm -hmm. really okay. different. Uh, so, yeah, Jack Nicholson was very high. Um, do you guys remember that movie, Can't Hardly Wait? Yeah, yeah. What, who was in that? It was, that, it was like that big yeah, end of like high school team movie team that had, like, movie. Seth Green and a shitload of people in it. Jennifer yeah. Love Hewitt was in it. Okay. Well, the main character in the movie, Ethan Embry, was blasted. Blasted. He was also in a movie called Empire Records. He played Mark. 
and he has a tendency of being high and drunk on set throughout production. And then, but also killed the performance. And he does the character. I mean, it's he puts on a believable bit because he plays what looks like should be kind of a shy and bashful stoner. But if it's not, if it's not like super good performance, then we we can only we only got room for ultra good performances while fucked up. So Mark and Empire Records is like, oh, if anyone's going to reference that movie, he's one of the two characters people reference. It's a, okay. he's, he's basically, those two movies were it for him. Okay. He wasn't in much else. Um, right, I'll allow it. What about Matthew Perry from Friends? Matthew Perry from Friends? Yes, he was on pills. <laughs> the whole time? I, he says there were three years of the production, uh, seasons three through six, he has no recollection of. Zans. Now, that one for me, all right. Matthew Perry off the Zooties and Friends. I wouldn't say that's like a fucking stellar performance. That's what I'm saying. Well, like, we need some more performance here. We well, so. Jack Nicholson, Easy Rider, has been the one so far. Here's the thing I'll say for Matthew Perry, though Easy Rider, killer movie. The other thing I mentioned, also a movie, right? Matthew Perry is on the same goddamn set with the same people every week yeah. for six years. So I could see how around year three, he's like, enough is enough. Yeah. Get me out of here. Get me away from these people. And if I cannot physically leave. <laughs> I think it also says then something. Lock my body, can't trap my mind. Think about the people who, like, his character, I think it was Chandler, right? Think about yeah. who, like, people. Chandler Bing. Chandler Bing, that that's their favorite character, right? If if that's someone's favorite character, and just knowing that, like, he's you, off them bingies, dude. If someone if someone says they like Chandler Bing, that gives you free license, possibly, to start taking Vicodin around them and see if the same <laughs> theory holds up. To be like, well, you liked him doing it, so let's see, let's see if you like like it when uh, old me does it. Imagine right, an or, addict justifying his his usage with that content. <laughs> I was listening to Piss Jug, well, and this one guy was you saying, "You like that, friends, like, don't you?" So if you like Matthew Perry, then that means I'm gonna take, I'll take your Vicodin. <laughs> Give me Vicodin. <laughs> Brett Favre was hard on the Vicodin. What? Back in the day, yeah, yeah. Brett Favre was. Hard, hard on the bikes. On the bikes. He was a Viking. <laughs> yeah, not no. Before he was even a Viking, he was on that Viking. No, I mean like a V I C I N G, a Viking. <laughs> <laughs> um, would it surprise you guys to know that Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre was blasted uh, on edibles throughout the entire production? <laughs> <laughs> just put a mask on. Just take edibles and put a mask on. And run with a chainsaw yeah. and go. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably laughing. That's probably why. The yeah. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah, so Leatherface, I think that's, that's a notable performance. That's a riveting performance right there. And edibles. <laughs> that's a very physical performance for someone on edibles. True. Cousin Very Eddie. True. Yeah, Cousin Eddie pulled up in the damn driveway, said, hey, how's it going? Um, got some brownies. That's what it was. Pot brownies? Yeah, brownies. It's, you know, it's the 70s. Yeah, it's probably using some that's dark funny. butter. Yeah, they so, couldn't think of any other things, just brownies. Carrie Fisher from uh, Empire oh. Strikes Back specifically, in, on that specific set, not, I mean, she got high on all of them, but on that specific set for Empire Strikes Back, first of all, I want to ask you, what do you remember about the set and setting for that movie in the Empire beginning. Strikes Back? Yeah. 
Uh, Wasn't that the snow one? Yes. So what drug do you think she was doing? Cocaine. Yes. (laughs) From the Empire Strikes Back specifically, she got blasted off cocaine. Well, that's almost a performance-enhancing drug, you know? Look at the still frame. (laughs) (laughs) That's the right environment for it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Dennis Quaid in the Big Easy, okay? Dennis fucking Quaid. (laughs) And he's also... Is that the guy from Quantum Leap? That's Cousin Eddie. Uh, It's Dennis Quaid. That's Randy Quaid. Oh. I'm sorry. So Dennis, yes, Dennis Quaid, Quaid is Dennis the, Quaid is yeah, the, quantum the more leap. Attractive Qua- yes. Quaid. Fuck yeah. And also likes cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes I'm sense. Sorry, God, Randy, I just got Randy and Dennis Quaid mixed up. I'm Are sure. they related at all? I don't know. Yeah, they're but like brothers, right? I don't know. I don't know. I do know that Randy Quaid is one of the only celebrities to make a hole in one in a celebrity golf tournament. Mm. Probably just sheer luck, or is he that skilled at golf? He's pretty good. Okay. Alice Cooper is too. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um. Eminem on 8 Mile trashed weed and pills and alcohol. The Holy Trinity. That's nice. right. <laughs> That's right. Um, this next one's going to be funny, and it's going to be funny because of who it is and what they did, and I want to hear both of your immediate reactions to it. Okay. There's a movie... I have to, I'm going to mention one person to set up the other because it's way funnier with this reveal. You guys know the movie uh, uh, Harry Potter? Oh, yeah. You know the red-headed guy in the movie? Yeah, Ron Weasley. What's the, his real name is Rupert Grant, right? Rupert Grant, yeah. So he went to go do a project. It was one of his first big projects away from the Harry Potter franchise to like really stake his claim as an actor and everything. And everything was supposed to go good, but his co-star was high on LSD throughout the entire thing, and it was Shia LaBeouf. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I could deal with that man on acid. That guy's nutty, dude. Yeah, I can't even imagine what he'd be like on acid. He's had his ass kicked on camera like three times. One of them by police, which is hilarious. They let him go, and he still popped off, and they're like, "Ah, we'll just kick your ass and arrest you. He showed his dick in a Sigaros music video, and I was yeah. upset for everyone involved because I was like, one, if you want to do nudity in a video, like, whatever, I don't care. Just Shia LaBeouf is such a deal breaker on all levels where, like, he does not have additive quality to make things better. Yeah. When you see Shia LaBeouf, it's a complete, like, fourth wall shattered. Yep. Gone. But let's get away from that loser, and let's get back on to some winners. Uh, <clears throat> talking about Robert Downey Jr., um, I knew it. I knew he was going to come up. Man, okay. I can't even read the quote about this out loud because it has cancelable language. But Robert Downey Jr., um, <laughs> oh, man. You should Google what Robert Downey Jr. had to say about his own character in Less Than Zero. I'll just say that. But he got trashed on the movie, and I think it's how he like slow-rolled his way into a heroin addiction. Mm. But uh, yeah, there's some. I want to know what Mel Gibson was on during the Rage tapes. Oddly enough, I think that's straight from God. <laughs> <laughs> that's just Passion of the Christ and the Boy. I think that's like a psychotic break. Like all really good actors are essentially just a little crazy, and they're, they're skilled liars. They're liars. Sure. That yeah, they're can really good at pretending. Rain in an energy to where if they're good enough at doing it, they can make you. You stop what you're doing in the room. You're really there going along with whatever they're saying. And 
This next one uh, you're going to really like because of who it is. Because I, I couldn't even imagine being around this guy sober for too long. So trashed is even crazier. What would you do if you were hanging out with a cocaine-chattered Michael Rappaport? Michael Rappaport. Sorry, who who's Michael Rappaport? I'm sorry. I'm... He's the he's the redheaded guy that. Uh, oh oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually no, I'm sorry. I, I stand corrected. It wasn't cocaine. It was quaaludes. For how's for he still getting those? Uh, this was back in the day. Oh for okay. For, he was doing a, a true romance. It's that, a great movie. That was when he was doing quaaludes. We're talking about we're going back and we're talking about RDJ or we uh, a Rappaport. Michael Rappaport. Okay. Yeah, the red-headed guy that was in Zebra yeah, Head yeah, that, that always movie. reacts angrily to things online. It's yeah. like, you know what I saw in New York that I thought was total bullshit? With the fly back when I was in New York. When I was in New York, New York was more of a city. A city where no bullshit would be tolerated. Men would stand up for women. That, those you kind get of a meatball for 85 cents. Now it's $1.91. <laughs> I wish he would complain about, like, reasonable things. He's always meatball prices. He's, he's, uh... Yeah, man. Sorry yeah. from all my meatball. up north listeners. <laughs> I don't think you're all meatballs. Yeah, we we kind of maybe like I don't know. Last episode we went in a little bit on on Jersey because we were talking about uh, Gene Simmons or or whoever it was. It was from, oh, we were talking about Zach Wild. Oh yeah, that's right. Sorry to Jersey people. We love Jersey, and uh, we love everyone from up north. Hey, man. I was I was up there for a long time. I lived in Boston for seven and a half total years. Um, and I could tell you that there's some accents, there's some characters, there's some culture, there's some food, there's some colleges. A lot of colleges. A lot of those things. But you guys remember the Mario Brothers movie? Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. So John Leguizamo? Love it. John Leguizamo and the guy that played Mario got sloshed on set and broke their fingers. Mario. Yeah, during the filming of Mario, they were like... How'd they break their fingers? I... Okay, no, no. Leguizamo didn't end up breaking his. Hoskins broke his where uh, they were doing a scene and they were just, like, moving too quick and something happened where a door closed. Like, the timing was wrong on something and a door closed on his finger, but it was a result of him being drunk. Is that the guy from Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Fuck yeah. What a stellar career he's had. Um... Martin Sheen's character in the beginning of uh, Apocalypse Now is a real drunken breakdown. Um, I like that. Nicolas Cage is heavily drinking on the set of Leaving Las Vegas. Uh, the Beatles smoke so much weed on the set of Help that... Okay, you know what? I'm going to... Can I shit on the Beatles for a minute? I'm going to shit on the Beatles for go a minute. On, go right ahead. They're like, the Beatles smoke so much weed they couldn't even make it to set. I'm sorry. I don't think those guys could handle their weed. I just don't think they could. And I would say anyone that disagrees could come at me because they're a bunch of soft boys like alcohol, a bunch of soft boys like alcohol, and they stole music of other people, other cultures, ripped it off. They basically codified the idea of boy bands. They really did. They made that model a few decades early, and they created this awful image of, like, the standard of music that people had to hit. It's ultimately a bunch of guys wailing on instruments shittily, being like, and then I saw that. Just shitty, awful vocals that don't age well, that's recorded on tape, that's degraded, that shouldn't be listened to, it should be burned, it should be taken out. Remember what they did to the Dixie Chick CDs? Remember, uh, they said something about George Bush and people got... Uh, chicks. Yeah, people threw away all the chick CDs and they destroyed them. I think we should do that with the Beatles at 2025, just because it's simply been enough. So many people are <laughs> so pissed off. It's okay. 
It's okay. They've got to learn that, like, the Beatles is stuff you teach five-year-olds so that, um, you know, they can understand the concept of music. But then you also question yourself when you realize the songs of stop, 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 go, 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 you say no, I say yes, or all that. There's a lot of weird, complicit messages about... uh, I don't know. A lot of adult themes I don't think are appropriate for kids. So you know what? I actually don't think the Beatles are good for anything, for anybody anymore. I think we've moved past it. The Tony Hawk's Pro Skater soundtrack factually is more inspirational to the current generation of people <laughs> participating in the music industry than the Beatles. Primus. Anything on that first album has more influence, you know? So here I am, oh doing everything yeah. I can. Yep. Lil Nas X has more of an influence right now than the Beatles do. Yeah. Ain't nobody tell me nothing. <laughs> well, Boom hates the Beatles because they made him study it in school so much. Yeah. And you know it is kind of. It sucks. They have some silly shit, but they have yeah, some. Like, they have some good writing too. Some well, stuff I appreciate. They, they have things they stole from other people. They didn't. Every single thing that they they got, they lifted. Well, me. and a lot of the cool ideas, the production stuff is credited to George Martin, not necessarily anybody in the actual Beatles. So. He's the real MVP. Right. So the stuff I appreciate now nowadays is more production-based stuff from them. But, yeah, as a kid, I don't know. I guess it was just forced down my throat to like them, and I fell for it. Oh. So I, I know a hefty amount of their catalog. A lot, a lot of people we were lied to, and I just think enough is enough. Yeah. You know? I just like some of their old songs, but, like, I'm, I kind of feel like you. I'm, not, I'm, I'm like it's been shoved down our throats enough. Like I, I don't, I don't put the Beatles on. I don't listen to the Beatles. But like if someone had a Beatles song on, I wouldn't be like, oh my god, I can't fucking handle this. But like I could see how some people might feel that way. I'll sing a half step off from the main melody through any Beatles song until someone turns it off. <laughs> I'll go a half step above the just whatever the target note is, and I'll just hang there and go, we had enough. We had enough. Are we done? The Beatles. Yeah, I, I can't deal with it. But you know. I am glad that we all at least have a consensus on it. Uh, moving forward, um, speaking of celebrities who do things high, uh, we're going to segue now to a movie I saw this past Sunday and showed you guys the trailer to where, man, I felt high just from watching the movie. Um, I'm talking about a movie from India called RRR. <laughs> and I showed you guys the trailer, and based on just what you saw, how would you describe it to the listeners? It looked wild. It looked like a five in the morning conversation in the kitchen after a bender night, and they're like, "Man, what? What about this movie? Yeah, but what about this movie? What if we? What if we combined all of them? How? I mean, like you know, the stuff that happens when it's just scenes from the movies we like, dude, and we can change the setting as we go along, and like we could just put them all in the same movie. You know what I'm talking about, dude? We could totally do it. We could totally do it. I could ask my dad for five mil right now. Dad, Dad, listen. I know it's early. No, I haven't been up all night. Dad, listen. <laughs> so. One, you're hitting the nail on the head, but two, there's one thing that lends itself even more to your theory. I was told by someone more familiar with the movie, both the main characters in the movie are based off of historical Indian figures, and this movie is a what-if scenario, as if they had crossed paths. Oh, man. <laughs> I gotta say, though, like after looking at the trailer, I was like, oh, I wonder what's gonna happen here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I might watch it. I don't know. You saw a tiger fight. You you saw the movie. I so, did. Like, tell us, was it worth sitting through? Yeah. Because a yeah. movie is not always worth sitting through, man. Yes, There's I a could. A lot s- of other things you can be doing with an hour and a half, two and a half hours. This one's three. Three hours, and it's still worth it. 
yeah, because it's it's literally like the most outrageous thing I've ever seen okay. in, in well, terms of like. Here, here's what I have to say: if you're going into it, if you compare it to the standards of any like traditional good movie that you've seen, you probably will be disappointed. But if you go into it and you're like, I don't know what I'm getting into, but like, let's get a little bit lit before this thing starts, and so let's just see where this goes. You will have a hell of a ride. <laughs> like, a woman gets killed with an animal skull in the opening seven minutes of the movie. Five minutes after that, a shirtless, greased-up man is having a tiger fight while flexing his muscles and yelling in the face of the tiger. Y'all saw that part. Mm-hmm. Is we it soundtracked? Oh. Is it like, a, it's like music going the whole time? They bust into song all the time? Okay. This has all of the tropes. The dance numbers, and like, the, here's the thing: is the dance numbers are like pretty impressive. Like, I'm not someone that's really a huge fan of that particular aspect of Bollywood, but every single time it happened in this movie, I just kept like thinking about how lame our actors are. Where I was like, whether I like or don't like this part of what they're doing, Seth Rogen's ass in doing this. You know what I mean? Daniel Craig's ass in doing this. Yeah, you look cool holding like a vodka glass, and you have a six pack abs, but what them feet do. <laughs> so it's worth the three hour investment, but um, outrageous is the best word I could give it. Like there's not anything like overtly gross, but it is violent as shit. It's very violent. Um, a lot of really unrealistic things happen. And it, you are right about, it sounds like a 5 a.m. bender where they just kept combining movies. It's got like lipstick traces of Braveheart, 300 there's definitely like some Christopher Nolan shots that are definitely inspired from the Dark Knight era a chase scene that looks identical to something taken from Narcos elbows falling off the production table here I I, I seem hammered now (laughs) we're like not even an hour into doing this and I'm the one that seems drunk the word that, that did come to mind, though, is, is outrageous. Like, when I was watching that, it looked outrageous. But I, I think I would I would give it a shot. At least I would watch the first 30 minutes, and then if I was captivated in some way, I'd maybe continue through the rest of the movie. We'll see. Do you know what I would recommend? Because the movie has three movements. When I watched it, it was like I was watching a stream of it that someone else was streaming, so I didn't have any pause ability. Pause, yeah. My real advice would be to pause after each chapter yeah, and, like, take five mm. because there is so much information that by the time you get to the end of the third hour, you're, like, staring at the screen and you're like, all right, I know I watched, like, 17 plot elements of this, like, 45 minutes ago. Holy shit, who is this guy? <laughs> so if you just, like, take a little bit of time to pause after each one, it's a little easier to process. A lot of characters. A lot of characters, and it's one of those movies where, like, the same characters coming back looking radically different because of parts of the story. So, like, you get to, like, the third part, and there's, like, a part where, like, people you thought hated each other because they did in Act 2 are now, like, cool again, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so, this is a big-budget movie. Like, you can tell from looking at the preview, like, definitely huge. they spent a lot of money. Huge. All on set. The CG is pretty bad, actually. It's, it's not good, which gives it charm. But the actual set itself is insane. Looks like they built a town. And there is singing, right? It's it's Bollywood. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, hold on, hold on. Singing and dancing. Maybe I can maybe I can get up part of our 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 song and dance here. Maybe 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 that could happen. A little number. A yeah. Little song and dance. Yeah, maybe I could get a little. There, there's a song about um, dancing dirty. Ooh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, our celebrities suck, dude. Do you see those leg movements? Yeah. Like, like River Dance, but it was like River Dance 2.0. Sand dance. <laughs> way crazier. Yeah. Way crazier. So, yeah, man. RRR. Maybe I'm, I'll put it this way. It's a three-hour movie that I would never watch again unless the piss jug wanted to do an official review, in which case I'll rewatch it with you guys. and we can. I don't want to put you through that again. If we get a little lit up and maybe we cook some food <clears throat> through the process... We could cook some nachos, 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 nachos. Special episode where we watch the entire movie and react to it as the movie. Oh yeah, live live podcast. We'll have a we'll have a special. We release one hour per week, so over the course of a month, they get three hour podcast. Yeah. Well, moving moving on, man. RRR, we're definitely gonna do that. It sounds badass. Let's jump on into the man in the hole real quick. Um, I want to mention this. The man in the hole is one of the last of an indigenous group of people that was uncontacted in Brazil that had been pretty much on, I'm not going to say on the run, but had been trying to evade poachers and loggers and stuff since the 90s. He was found dead. They finally found him. I think the, possibly what could be one of the last uncontacted people in Brazil has passed away. I thought that there was still an uncontacted tribe of people somewhere in Brazil. So they, they have uncontacted tribes in terms of, like, they uh, they know where these groups are at. This particular guy is the last of his people. Okay. So the, whatever tribe that was, gone. So that that's it. And of his tribe, they have no – I don't think they have any data about people's age. They have no conjecture. They have no one's names or anything. But I know what you're talking about, the people that they've got on camera and then yeah. just turned around and went the other way. Been mm-hmm. like Amazon or something like that. Yep. Exactly. So yeah. those parts of the forest, people are chopping it down. Uh, no there's, su- there's really cool animals that have avoided human contact too, and like people, are, entomologists are just now finding different species of animals that they never knew existed. Different kinds of monkeys, different kinds of bugs, all kind of shit that's just lived in the thickest parts of the Amazon. Yeah. I, I got a question for you. Would we seem like aliens to an uncontacted person walking up with a smartphone? With the, with the costume that you have on right now? Yes, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I, I look like a line cook right now um, with a lot of bold colors. Anyone that watches uh, Loop Room knows how I like to hold it down. Yeah, like pink swirls and green and the... <laughs> The pants come to the pants are tapered at the end. They probably never seen. They probably never seen joggers. No, they, they're like, what are these space pants he's got on? I'd hit him with something fresh, and I'd come in and I'd be like, 
Do you want some nachos, 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 nachos? Most days. Dude, that movie's going to slap. We're going to have a good time watching Triple R, y'all. Well, yeah, I don't know. RIP to the man in the hole. It's a weird thing to think with all the data that we have. There are still people that would come across us and be like, "What? what is this? You know, I've been out here in the woods doing real but shit. I would look at them and think, that's it, man. <laughs> what you're doing, I want to do that. Because what we do sucks. Yeah. Yeah. We got to go work. We got to pay the money to fill the gas tank to get back to work the next day. <laughs> yep. But they just wake up and, like, do things to survive. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's got pros and cons. They don't have Netflix, though. Yeah, true. They don't have Netflix and shit. But, like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they probably live, like, way less stressful, like, mental health issue lives. <laughs> Plus, ig- ignorance is bliss. So if they don't know what a steak yeah, dinner looks like, if, if they don't know what a car looks like, if they don't have any wants or desires other than to survive. Who cares? Yeah, it yeah, might be it might be nice just we to be. We all got a, talked into doing jobs because we were like, "Oh, this guy's got a car. We gotta we gotta figure out how to get one of those. Oh, yep. you want you want one of these? You gotta get one of these jobs. Yeah, yeah. sign up for one of those jobs so you can have that car. No, now they, it's like if you want to watch South Park, you gotta have Paramount. But if you want to watch South Park episodes, you gotta have HBO Max. And if you want to watch the South Park movies, you have to have Netflix. And then the South Park soundtrack is on Hulu. And then the South, yeah. So now it's just it's, our, it's yeah, gotten out of control. Our, yeah. I think what's happened is the width to the height level of safety versus comfort. That's the big changing factor because you you're totally right. We did get it wrong by adding in all these complicated steps. And their thoughts and concerns are probably a lot more simple on the gro- on like the broad spectrum of topics. But I would say the height and amplitude of how bad something could go wrong is probably different than anything we encounter yeah. regularly. Like, well, we almost get in a car wreck and your heart rate shoots up and then you, cur- you, know, you end up being fine. Imagine that being a part of your food acquisition process. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. That would be gnarly. But, you know, uh, RIP man in the hole. Um, will anyone be the man in the hole for Halloween? We won't know because no one knew what he looked like. I'm the man in the hole. Wait, hit us with that again. I'm the man in the hole. I love how that managed to add a harmony. <laughs> I try to keep it in pitch. It's hard when I'm hearing the the shit. In my it's it's head. supposed to only be an octave, but I love. No, I think it. it's like a fifth, fifth down. A fifth down. Yeah, Bob's, fifth get, give me some signal. Oh man! All right. <clears throat> well, it's uh. We all we've talked about it. it's it's August thirtieth as we speak right now. The death of summer is amongst us. Mm. Kids are back in school. Yeah, it's gonna mm. be fucking ninety two degrees tomorrow. So I'm still feeling the summer. Next week we got uh, lows at night in the sixties. That'll be sweet. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for that. I'm ready for the season change. Definitely. What What do you guys have on deck for this fall? What's happening with the season change? Football. Yeah. Football. Football. I might go to my first show at Red Rocks in October. Yeah. Red Rocks in, uh, Mor- is it Morrison, Colorado? 
It is, yeah, it's out, outside the city. Yeah. Who's playing? King Gizzard and the Lizard the Wizard. Giz? Two nights sold out. Three hours. The Rado to go see the Giz? Yeah, and then, well, here's the here's the story behind this. I bought these tickets in 2019. What? Because it was slated for October 2020, and I knew it was going to sell out. So, yeah, every year since. So, I've held these tickets since 2019, which has been three long years. I could so have wait, sold them. Shows are getting delayed because of COVID. Every year or? they've gotten oh, delayed. Yeah. That's what it is. yeah, yeah. The global supply chain shortage for like touring bands doesn't matter what level you're at. Like when King Gizzard was touring back in 2019, them and every other band they that was at that level had so many options to rent buses in countries they weren't from. Mm-hmm. But now when they go to countries they aren't from, that number is cut down by like. A crazy amount. So, well, and Australia was on like a serious, serious lockdown. That's oh, where yeah. that's where they're from. Yeah. So. Yep. So yeah, this will be the year that I get to go do that. I'm not even sure if it's <laughs> it's gonna be worth it, but I feel like I've held the tickets for this long. I might as well go. You should you know, go. This is gonna rock. You should go. But they're playing at the Eastern the ne- the same week, and that's in in Atlanta. So yeah. it's like I kind of you you haven't I been to Red Rock. I could have so. stayed. That's true. That's true. Yeah, Red Rocks should be cool. I gotta cross yeah. it off the list, you know. You'll it's a like cool it. place to go. It, it's it's a cool place to go. I, my advice, as someone who has driven out there a few times, I got friends, so I'm sure I can get a ride and get picked up. Have all your food handled to where like you're not gonna be hungry for a long time. You don't want to <laughs> get hungry out of Red Rocks. The concession is ass. It's through the roof. Oh, it's through the roof. Through the roof, and not that good. So okay. make sure you go out there on a full stomach. Who'd you see there? I drop people off. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I gave people rides to shows and drop people off. And, uh, you know, I had to, once I left Red Rocks, drive for like almost half an hour to get to like civilization stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so go on a full stomach. But that'll be fun, man. And, uh, uh, Hobbs, you, you going, uh, you going, you going in to see any games here? Uh, yeah, well, so the wife and I have season tickets for the Falcons. So we go to all the home games. Um, September 11th, man. We're Never gonna forget. We're opening against the Saints, and yeah, we're going to be, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with the Falcons this year. I'm uh, I'm, I'm down on on their, like, you know, uh, the, uh, <laughs> I'm down on their uh, overall record. I don't think they're going to be that good this year, but I'm a fan of the team, and going to the games is always fun, so it'll be cool. I'm just excited football's back because, like, outside of MMA, I don't really watch too many other sports. I, I definitely am enjoying watching the Braves, though, because they're, they're better, but uh, or obviously they won the World Series or whatever. But baseball is not my sport, you know, so I really only watch it when it heats up in the playoff time. That was a really fun playoff run, though, watching them win that World Series was crazy. That was crazy. I remember where I was at. I was getting my ear talked off by the singer of a uh, now successful band. Buck Cherry. <laughs> That's who we'll say it is for the sake of the podcast. Yeah. So the singer of Buck Cherry. I was at a bar in Atlanta the night that the World Series happened. And as like they're winning and that's happening, I have someone aggressively telling me in their in their face, like, I really want to get out and tour. Like, I need to be the center of attention for things and have this full on, like very openly narcissistic conversation with me. And um, then the Braves won. Someone tried to give me a shot of unidentified alcohol, and I looked at it and I said, "Not tonight, friend." Or any night. Or any <laughs> night. It's not happening. Well, I would love at some point. Yeah, I've yet to go to Mercedes Benz. Both of you guys have been. Obviously, you've been. Yeah, yeah. Brother Brown, you've been. 
I've been for soccer games and for Kanye West performance. Oh, wait. I did go one time. My story of when I've been to Mercedes-Benz is hilarious. Yeah. I remember you told me. I went to get vaccinated one day before Ben Askren fought Jake Paul, and they had to shut down the vaccination site so that Jake Paul could fight Ben Askren. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah, no, so that was, like, a very, like, weird, surreal experience, like, because, you know, they make you, like, sit down after the shot, like, go sit down, make sure you don't die, Uh, so I was going and sitting in the area, and I was putting on music, my headphones, and I'm just staring out, and I'm, like, watching them, like, (laughs) rolling the banners and shit, it was, like, Triller, (laughs) so it was a bunch of Triller event stuff, and I was just, like, what a weird place our society is in, Uh, (laughs) we have to shut down this vaccination site so that Jake Paul can fight. Ben Askren, um, and you know, Ben Askren got knocked out. That's what happened. Surprise, surprise. He took a dive. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, probably. But Nah, he got knocked the fuck out, man. No, he did. He needs to get out of here. He he dove down a little too far during the Masvidal fight, too. Yeah, he took a big, big knee. Yes, he did. That's probably one of the most watched knockouts in UFC history. It's the fastest one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Three se- or not five even seconds. Five seconds. Oh. Boom, immediately. Yeah. But that's I, what he always does. He shoots <laughs> like immediately when I, he starts to fight. I will say this. It sucks to say, unfortunately, Askren still came out ahead there because of Masvidal's restaurant deal. Y'all know about that in detail? That, no. So Jorge Masvidal had his beef with Colby, Co- uh, Colby Covington, oh, and they had their fight. And, oh, in Miami, that's right. And he yeah. tracked down Colby Covington, and uh, he hurt him pretty bad. Uh, he had to have, like, surgery, and it's felonious assault. So Jorge is looking down the barrel at potentially 15 years. Damn. So he's pressing charges. Oh, Col- and yeah, and Colby's, uh, he's like... They hate each other in real life, right? Yeah, yeah, and he's he's leaning in on on, on the legal stuff, the so... The heat's real, so Jorge Masvidal, I hope for his sake that he can cash off as much stuff as possible to try and make his legal stuff go away. Cause I like watching him as a fighter. He's going to go to jail for 15 years. I don't think Dep- so. Depends. Look at what just happened to Cain Velasquez. I mean, some shit will maybe happen. He might get in trouble, but I don't think he's going to go. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens, I guess. But yeah, it's, it, it's, it's tough because it's, it's like Broward County, and where Broward County is at, uh, I'll just say that I think he has a criminal record when he was younger already, yeah. so it doesn't bode well. But yeah. you know what? I I want Jorge to get on his land on his feet. I want it to go well. I like watch. I, again, I like watching him uh, too. But I hope that he's able to get out of that. And you know, maybe next time wear a mask if you're gonna assault someone in public <laughs> that you had a public beef with that you spent 25 minutes in a cage fighting with and didn't I mean, manage. Yeah, not, that's why I'm not into it. Like he's like he went from like. Guy, I barely even knew who he was. To like, oh, this guy's kind of intriguing. And then now, like, I just kind of like, I'm like, whatever. This guy's I'm like, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm not gonna talk shit on the guy, while, especially while he's down right now. But I mean, like, I just haven't really. I don't care for his opinions, and I don't care for the fact that he spent all that time fighting this guy face to face, and then and then decided to go and sucker punch. I I just think that's a cheap ass. That's a cheap move. But why would you wear a mask and then remove the mask after hitting? That doesn't, yeah. that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. You're going to go through the trouble of concealing your identity. You're supposed to conceal your identity. Not be like, 
It was me. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for my pesky self. <laughs> yeah, man. If it wasn't for what I just did just now. Well, I'm excited. I want to go eventually to Mercedes-Benz for a real a real reason. I haven't been for a real reason yet, but uh, I want to go eventually. But um, we got one more topic to hop into tonight. Um, I've got a clip here of Dave Mustaine talking to Joe Rogan about uh, curses and magic. So it's a few minutes. I'm going to let the thing kind of ride and let us react in real time. I'll, I'll hit pause so we can react. This is an upload not from Spotify, so hopefully we won't get flagged. But this is uh, pretty good. The school tough guy. And I, I, it was my first day at school, so he walked past me and sucker punched me in the stomach, and I buckled over, and I thought, oh, all right, here we go. This is going to suck, this school. So we're going home, and the bus is a two-bus ride, a big bus to a small drop-off, a little bus out to a... Full context, a man in his 60s is telling a man in his 50s about a day from elementary school. We lived out in, in the, the rural uh, area. And uh, we get off the first bus, and everybody circles around, and he's going to beat me up. And nothing happens. And so I get in the bus, and he gets in the bus, and he walks out and elbows me in the back of the head when he's getting out. And I had some chewing tobacco in my mouth, so I swallowed it. And I got so sick. And what kind of roughneck-ass little child are you in elementary school where you've already got chewing tobacco, and you are the one that's the getting bullied? Uh, continue. <laughs> I knew I had to do something or it was going to keep happening. So I put a hex on him that he would get physically injured, and he did. And the other hex that I did was the girl in night school. Went to How did he get physically injured? I, I, it, it was just something they had to do. But do you think I like he sounds like lost over that part? Oh, so my I put, God. I put a hex on him. So, yeah, yeah no, no, no big deal. Swallow the yeah. tobacco, put a hex on him, got on the bus. <laughs> oh, so it gets crazier. Dave Wittstein. Guys like that get hurt all the time. He did get hurt. Yeah, but did, do you think that he got hurt because you put a hex oh, on him? Or do you think he got hurt because he's an asshole and he's probably doing stupid shit every day? Guys like that always get hurt. I think he got hurt because he's an asshole and I put a hex on him. Both. Both those things. Yeah. What's that? Like, how do you do a hex? Yes. The whole reason I wouldn't play conjuring anymore was because right. it has the instructions on how to do it. So uh, I don't want anybody to learn how to do this. But I will tell you this much. The, uh, it involved uh, um, uh, using some food sources and, and making uh, an effigy of sorts. And Jesus, then, and then um, you have Shut to um, you do certain things to identify the doll. You know, this is what happens and when then, you question um, someone you, uh, about some stupid shit that they said, and then they start like, fumbling around. Oh, you're just the doll. Doll. And uh, it's basically what he did. I broke the leg off, and the guy got in a car crash, and his leg got mauled. And, and um, you know, this was 45 years ago, so the statute of limitations have expired. But even well, this is where I, I have to interrupt and say, Dave, I don't think you know about the voodoo court of law. <laughs> and what you just did was you admitted to a classic case of the voodoo doll leg break. And my friend, you were due in court in Louisiana but to the court of Baron Samadai. <laughs> I just said that name wrong. I don't know enough about voodoo to make that joke land enough, but I don't give a shit because Dave Mustaine, I, I made this point to both of you earlier this year. 
actually no, it was it was it was a couple years ago at this point. Holy shit, time just goes at this point. But like two of my favorite metal bands growing up got ruined in one year. Yeah, uh, I was a really big fan of Iced Earth, and then the founding member <laughs> stormed the Capitol. And not only that, he snitched on everyone that he went and did it with. So he's a rat. <laughs> so the Iced Earth frontman is a rat and a fraud. And Dave Mustaine, uh, he kicked David Ellison out for the masturbation incident. And uh, we have now, he's about to tell you about the sex hex. He has a sex hex. You ready? I want to hear this. I don't think you can get in trouble for hexes. Yeah, maybe. In the spiritual world, you do. Um, yeah, and, but I don't think and, there's a statute of limitations in the spiritual world. No, there's not. I think eternity means eternity. But um, the other one was much more fun. I think you probably would have liked that more. It was a sex hex I did on this girl. You named, did a sex hex? On this girl named Susanna. And uh, I went to night school. That's a good band, too. And um, we were... I mean, I was like a skinny, red-headed kid going to night school after surfing, and, and uh, she would be there, and everyone loved Again, I got to stop. A skinny, red-headed kid who went to night school after surfing, who was chewing tobacco on, like, what kind of little terrorist was David Stane growing up? Like, he's a problem child. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just some sweaty kid, you know, and, and uh, she came to my house one night to go buy some hash because I, I had a roommate that was selling pot and hash and stuff. And um, So uh, I had already done this this incantation on, on this girl. You know, I, I Can I ask before you go any further what you use for a good incantation versus a bad one? Like if you're going to do a sex hex, do you make a doll? You don't have to make a doll. No. What do you have to do? Paper. Paper? Yeah. Just got to conjure something down on paper? No. Conjuring is in the air. Uh, paper you would write. You Okay, so you write something down on paper and that conjures <laughs> no. the sex you, you have to do a prayer Dave's getting to annoyed. invoke a spirit to be conjured. So, anyway, so, so the girl, she was, everybody loved her and they thought she was just so great. And, and you know, I liked her too and I, and I just... Right, we'll see if this works. And so you wrote some stuff down. Yeah. Do you have to write it in a specific language? English. It's English. So I wrote her name, my name, and I drew I drew some little pictures on there, and then um, I I burnt it, and then said, said a prayer, and and the next night she came over to my apartment to buy this hash, right? And and you know I don't know anything about anything, so she comes in and she goes, Hey, what's your sign? And I said, I'm a Virgo. She goes, oh, my horoscope says I'm supposed to make love to a Virgo in a tropical surrounding. And I went and screwed a blacklight bulb in my bathroom and plugged the tub and said, here's a waterfall. Let's go. And, and I completely forgot about it until the next morning when I woke up. She had... Okay, I'm going to make a bold statement here. I don't think Kid Rock is any trashier than Dave Mustaine. There, it sounds like they're cut from the same damn cloth, and it, at least Kid Rock's more transparent about who he is. More me, I see reflect. Oh my God! What I'm hearing here is a guy who is like getting a little too old and is just like not really cool anymore, and then like Joe Rogan, who's just like hanging on to this, his coolness <laughs> by a thread. Every day, he and Father Time are in a race against the sunset. <laughs> I do appreciate that Rogan was challenging him on, on his, like, like I mean, he was full of shit. He probably tries to sell Dave on a sauna at some point during the episode. You gotta get. You gotta do cold plunge. You gotta do a cold plunge. You, and what I do is I get uh, in the sauna. 
Are you an athletic greens man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're uh, fat man. So yeah, you're fat man. Dave Mustaine to me, uh, you know, I value the musical contribution, I guess, but I still think that every rock star from that period of time was so egregiously overpaid relative to the hellscape that we live in now that I just can't help but like look at that and be like, what a dork. I can't believe I spent time for my life and money from my wallet giving this asshole money who's sitting up here talking about sex hexes and how he won't play a song from his own catalog because it instructs people on how to do hexes. I'm calling bullshit, Dave. I'm calling big old bags of bullshit. You became a born-again Christian, and then you got weird. That's what happened. It happens to a few rockers that, like... Got they, in, he got into God and country. Yeah, the, well, he, he had a, a scare with cancer, and then he had to figure out how he felt about God. And I'm glad he, he won his battle with cancer. So whatever people got to do to make it through any time... Don't I don't judge that at all. I'll just say that when you write The Conjuring and Peace Sells, but who's buying? And then you're, you know, you're selling, uh, I think, more merchandise in the past year than you have in the past 20 in terms of types of items. It looks like, it looks a type of way, man. Yeah. And does he not understand that he could have sex-hexed an invitation to get Me too What if someone comes out and they're like, Dave Mustaine put a sex hex on me in 1983. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see how they prove that. I, well, I wrote it on a piece of paper, and I drew some pictures cut. on it, and I lit it on fire. and uh, <laughs> I wrote hearts around our names, but then I burnt it. I was sitting at home, and then I just got the urge to suck Dave Mustaine's dick, and I don't know. That's what the next night I had. Sure enough, I had his dick right in my mouth. What's your sign? He was selling some really good Coke at the time. I don't know what it was that had me back over there. No idea. No idea at all. Why? I just kept going back over there all the time. Aggressively tearing his pants off. I want to interview this roommate. Straight to that meaty hog. (laughs) Dude, imagine being Dave Mustaine's roommate. Oh, just yeah. having these stories of like, yeah, man, I don't know. I came home and this like redheaded roommate of mine, he's writing this girl's name down and shit and drawing hearts. And I don't know. I went in the bathroom, rolled a joint. I came out and he lit it on fire and was saying some weird shit in Latin. <laughs> and the next day, he like left the shower on and screwed a light bulb in. And I, I guess that was enough for her. <laughs> yeah, that was. She really liked that, I you, guess. You yeah. You can tell he's delivered that same story to so many fucking people. Oh, like, yeah, he's got so it narrowed I down. Turn, I screw my black light in, I turn my boss on, I said, let's fuck. I just had that laying around. Dude, it's, uh, I don't know. For me, him talking about a hex. I feel like he has zero room to make fun of a girl for astrology if he's up here talking out writing hexes on pieces of paper and burning them. It's like, bro, you're in the same parking lot. You're not going out the same store, but you're in the same parking oh, yeah, lot. yeah, same strip mall. <laughs> yeah, same strip mall. I know for a fact that Dave Mustaine <clears throat> doesn't care whether the girl comes or not. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. Also, definitely does not eat puss. I don't think, uh, I, don't, I don't understand anything at his M.O., anymore thinking about him as a sexual entity entity for me is terrifying on every level <laughs> there's no level of him where like just aggressive it looks like he has clown makeup on he's just so white I'm, I'm just imagining any woman where like you know he's proceeding towards you with sexual intent and you're like fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> like that i don't think that happens it's on yeah what about david ellison 
It's, oh, that's tough. He, he told you he loved you to your face. That's true. He looked in your eyes and told you he loved oh, you he as did. the cum Gosh. left his dick. He did. Yeah, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, David Ellison, the former bassist of Megadeth, and founding one of the founding members. He's one of two founding members of that band. He was kicked out uh, two years ago because a masturbation video of him was leaked online. And after he masturbates under the camera, he says, I love you to the person that it was being sent to. That person then leaked the video to the entire internet and his entire career, including his career as a Lutheran pastor, went up in flames. He was a Lutheran pastor for 27 years. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. David Ellison, RIP the career. Hope you get it reboosted, buddy. Dave Mustaine, keep it up with the hexes. Um... Guys, got anything else you want to cover before we get out of here? Are we gonna do Zydeco Trap? Or are we gonna put you that guys want to go out on some Zydeco Trap? How long have we done? I mean, We're over an hour. We are well it. over an hour. Fuck it. Let's go out on Zydeco Trap. How about that? All right, let's get a little Zydeco Trap. We promised it last week. Because I feel like you, I mean, you had a good idea with like combining all the things that we didn't hit, but then that might just be an episode of a bunch of topics that maybe aren't exactly like the first thing we would want to talk about. So it might not be as good an episode. Well. I'm going to play us some Zydeco Trap. Let's get some real reacts, and we'll go out on this, all right? Here we go. Let's do it. We're going to check out Trail Ride Trap from Trap Deco. No, no. I, I don't know what, what the artist is or the song in this case. I really don't. Talking about getting pounds from Mexico. I mean, what the, what the fuck? Yeah, I, like I are they stuck in the nineties? They're getting bricks from Mexico, bricks of brickweed. But sell them in the streets for the low. It's like who's smoking that? How it's disgusting. It, how you got it, an accordion making the beat? It's it's gross. How does it compare to normal's uh, Zydeco? That one, just that track specifically? I guess I just, fuck with it more than I don't know. <laughs> I, I like it more than normal Zydeco. <laughs> that's the thing is, it's like it's not good, but you're like. It's better than normal Zydeco. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hold on. Let's see. Let's see if this goes anywhere. Let's. The song is way longer than it needs to it be. It makes me really want some red beans and rice. I was just. Yeah, yeah, again, it's, it's, you know, it's better than normal Zydeco. That's about all I can say. Yeah. I was expecting to get really angry while I was listening to that, but I didn't hate it. I was, though, thrown off by the accordion and just the blend of those two things. I don't know. Some, I, I guess, like, sometimes the blend thing can work, but in this case, no. It's a no for me. 
No, for me, it's it sounds like a county fair. Like someone at a county fair yeah. that didn't have a backing track. Like, well, we got a Zydeco band. Uh, you rap? Perfect. <laughs> perfect for a county fair. It's like the Chef Boyardee commercial where the can follows the kid home, and they just made every beat off of that. Yeah. The stage is three inches off the ground, and there's no barrier <laughs> between people and the stage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not mad at Zydeco Trap, but... um. Yeah, man. I would just say it's better than normal Zydeco. If you want to put on a real con- a party confuser, put on some Zydeco trap and just watch the room. Just see what people do. That's an interesting one because I'm willing to bet about half the people there will probably try to ignore that there's nothing unusual happening and just be like bobbing their head like, yeah, man, it's cool. It's still a little different. <laughs> and then you'll be sitting back diabolically laughing in your head going, you fall into the Zydeco trap. <laughs> well, uh, we are well past an hour, y'all. We've yeah. nailed it. Um, we are going to get together uh, and do another episode here soon. But this one will be getting posted on time. I will get up in the morning and have this posted by tomorrow, which is Wednesday. Extra long because we were late on the last one. Extra yeah. long. Yeah. Appreciate everyone's patience with us. Uh, do you guys want to... Um, you guys just want to give me a little feedback for just sign off here. Don't forget to turn in the piss, 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 jug. The jug. Talk about becoming a world-class juggernaut. All right, well, we're going to get out of here. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.